Welcome to another episode of The Endless Mindset. Good afternoon, everybody. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Endless Mindset Podcast. And um, today we are recording an episode either number 32 or season two, episode two, depends on how we're looking at it, as we are rebranding the podcast recently for those who don't know. Um, so as always, I am bringing um, a new topic on the show and another fantastic and very, very inspiring guest. Um, my beautiful guest, she and her husband built their own house from scratch while working full time and living in a paper thin caravan through a winter as well. Um, accompanied by a lot of education, a lot of networking, a lot of investors meeting, and she became an expert. And now she is a project delivery manager for a custom built site of 17 houses. Also a founder of Self-Built Academy. She's also a holiday led provider great at networking and building a relationship forever student wonderful jennifer law hi jen and welcome on the show <laughs> hi legs thank you for having me that was a great intro <laughs> oh well you deserve it you are a great guest <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> i'm so so glad you accepted my invitation for this podcast we tried to do this for a while so i'm glad that we finally managed we both have a very busy schedule so um yeah we finally finally here <laughs> Me too. Like, thanks so much for asking me. I'm really excited. I'm nervous to be on. But yeah, thank you for asking. Aww. You'll be more than fine. <laughs> I can see uh, people who are listening who can't see you right now, because obviously this is going to be on the YouTube as well. For those who can see you, um, guys, she looks so cute right now. She sits in the middle of her screen, really cutely looking a bit so nervous. <laughs> but prior <laughs> recording the prior pressing the record button, she was just normal, Jen, just bubbly and all that. <laughs> so we need to relax you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so just forget that it's being, being recorded and we're just going to have a bit of chat <laughs> okay okay so uh jen for those who don't know you can you tell us a bit more about yourself who is jennifer law oh, okay so <laughs> um so i've been in property since sort of officially since uh may 2020 my background is in procurement, not the most exciting job role, but you know, there we go, these things happen. Um, I'm a really keen equestrian, so my passion is horse riding. Um, I also love trail running, and to be honest, anything that is outdoors. Um, yeah, anything I that's mentioned that in my introduction, indeed, you yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's like, that's really my passions. Um, so at the moment, I've got a day job at, uh, in procurement. I'm also a, as Lenk said, a project delivery manager for a local custom build site. That's a relatively new job and I'm so excited to get involved in it. Um, and yeah, I'm working on launching my self-build academy to help aspiring self-builders in the UK. And I'm going to be doing that in August. Amazing. So it's a bit of a balancing act, but yeah, I am. I'm loving it at the moment. You do so many things, so, so, so many things. And um, and you're still keeping always very smiley, inspiring others. Uh, you're keeping fit. You love your uh, fitness. You love your animals. You live in a beautiful house, which you build yourself with your, uh, with your wonderful husband in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by beautiful nature. Um, you got, yeah, such a, such an inspiring story in so many ways. 
Um, so yeah, I, I love being your friend. I love following your your stories and your journey on the social media as well. Um, so yeah, let's share this wonderful uh, experience of yours, experiences of yours with the others um, and keep inspiring others. And um, so where do we even start? Um, so um, we've mentioned uh, the self-built and obviously that's the academy you're going to be launching. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about this journey? So why and how did you guys decide that you want to build your own house? And you obviously started it with, with zero um, knowledge. You never built a house before, but you've done so much education. You didn't just go for it without any education or without any networking. You've been doing so much along the side with it and having a full-time job. So how, why, how, how did it all start it? Oh, so I've just, I've always had that urge that I wanted to build my own house. I just wanted to create my own place. I wanted to have a little bit of land so I could have the horses at home, have my own space and just, yeah, just have that inner urge. And one of the things that sort of triggered that as well is in my gap year, I lived and worked in Switzerland and they've got a lot of log cabins and wooden chalets. And I just... I absolutely love like using natural materials. And so when I came back to the UK, I was like, not only do I want to build my own house, I want to build a wooden house. I was absolutely adamant. I didn't really know at the time how that was going to work out. I just knew that I wanted to do it. Um, and myself and my husband, well, Ben, Ben initially didn't want to build a house. He would like to just buy like three bed, sort of semi-terrace maybe, so just have a, he's in the military and I think he just wanted kind of a more normal life with that. Yeah, normal yeah. life. And Jen and is like, no, no, we are <laughs> <Yeah>. not ordinary. <laughs> I remember us having the conversation, which was sort of along the lines of, this is what I'm going to do. Are you in? Do you want to get involved? <laughs> and uh, yeah, he yeah. said, you know what, why not? Yeah, I'll get involved. So initially, we were looking to build in Wales. We really love Wales, mainly because of the Breckens and there's so much outdoor space. But both of us at the time were working in the MOD. Um, and when we came back from being deployed, the house prices in Wales, anywhere close to the bridge between England and Wales, have gone up quite a lot because they'd announced they were going to scrap the toll bridge fare to get from England to Wales. And so when we got back, the house prices were about 20% more. And it just, it was, yeah, it was making it really challenging for us to find somewhere to buy something on a plot of land that we could build or maybe a barn we could convert. Oh, I'm so glad that you didn't because now you're much closer <laughs> to me. <laughs> I know, it's so weird how things work out. Mm -hmm. um, so we got married and the day after we got married, my parents who live in Devon said, you know what, we've got a barn that's sort of on its own, a separate part of the farm. And if you would like to have the opportunity and you can get planning on the barn, then we'll give you the barn with a little bit of land. And I was thinking, wow. in Devon? I was like, it's the middle of nowhere. I'd lived for like more than 10 years in Bristol. I was like, this is, do we want to live in Devon? <laughs> anyway, so Thank yeah. Thank so much. Yeah, we, well, we went for it. And I'm really glad we did now because actually... It's such a beautiful part of the world and oh, it's not as remote as I'd initially envisaged. <laughs> <laughs> and you have your chickens and, oh yeah, we'll talk about everything. Yeah. You've got chickens, you've got the horses. <laughs> you got the yeah, so we, 
So we got offered the um, the barn with a little bit of land. And then we started in 2018, we started looking at the process of getting planning to actually go through and see if we could get permission to convert it into a house. But yeah, I had absolutely no experience no clue what we were doing and I remember we met our builder because we went to a pub in the middle of Dartmoor literally at the bar ordering some drinks bump into this guy get chatting turns out he's actually a builder renovating the pub and so we got talking about it and he specializes in timber frame like barn conversions and traditional builds wow and that was in 2018 yeah and literally just That's incredible. That is like you, you that you can't have anymore. If you're looking for sign, you know, yeah. people saying like the sign was just screaming at you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, Meant to be. And we're still really good friends now because um, the build process was really quite intense, especially as we did it over uh, several lockdowns. <laughs> so we all spent a lot of time together. And we're actually looking at the moment for another project to do as a team. Amazing. Um, Is yeah, that the one you, ha- you actually had a picture the other day? You made a post or story, wasn't it? With is that the yeah. same person? Yeah, it was yeah. so Bell, who's the main builder, and then Martin, who his foreman um, and a really skilled carpenter. So it's just sometimes you meet people in life and you just know they're going to be, whether they like it or not, but they're going to be part of your life. Like you and me, that's it now. It's it's strange, isn't it? How you just meet yeah. some people and you're meant to meet each other. You're not going anywhere. You're my friend forever. (laughs) (laughs) We're stuck together now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sucks to be you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. So, um, and obviously, but your journey, as as I've mentioned before, so as you were um, learning about it, as you were doing all your networking and, you know, you decided you're going to build your house. Tell us a bit more about the journey where you were living. Uh, yeah, okay. Sorry, yeah, I realised went off topic from the question before, but I should probably say as well. So in uh, May 2020, so I originally, so I was inspired by Stephanie Ingram, who you know as well. Yeah, they live in the same married patch that we did in Plymouth. And I, I remember Lucy had put a post up on Facebook about rent to rent. And mm-hmm. I'd never heard of any of these creative strategies. Like prior to that, I was looking at buy-to-lets, that, that's sort of what I was thinking about. This was, bef- yeah, this is sort of what we were thinking. And um, I saw this post about rent, uh, rent to rent. I thought, what is this magic? Anyway, I signed up with a wonderful mentor called Danielle Bell at the time and went down a whole path of looking at rent to rents. And it was, and she had pushed me to get out on social media and document my journey. And I'm so glad she did because Shortly after that, because of COVID, we lost our self-build mortgage for our house and we'd already started building. Uh, we had a little bit of a, um, a profit we'd made on a house in Bristol that we'd done some work on and sold. And so we got the build going and then we found out we lost the mortgage. Wow. Just in a, yeah, in a total panic as to what could we do? Because at the time, those you know, offices had closed down, uh, Rick surveyors weren't going out, we couldn't get hold of, we couldn't get hold of our mortgage broker, there were all sorts of things that were happening, and the world was in turmoil, but our build team continued, and then I remember having a conversation wow. with, so I'd done a lot of education in property, like the rent-to-rent side, and anyway, through my mentorship, I was learning about 
other creative strategies. And at the time, I didn't really see how that would relate to what we were doing with the build. And then Danielle had said, you could raise investment to finish your house. So we had to raise 270,000. And she said, you, you could do that. Like you've all, you're already building a presence. You've been sharing some of what you're doing with your build. And I thought, I remember the moment I was in bed. It was in October in the caravan. It was so cold. And I'd got, I just got into bed. It was like, it's the warmest place. <laughs> and I remember just thinking, like, this is my only option. I ran out of, I'd looked at everything else. We'd looked at, like, crowdfunding, all sorts of other things. Um, and the only thing that was going to get us the cash in time would be if we could get it from private investors. So I started started that with family and friends um, and friends of friends and people I'd met through property and through the networking that I'd done managed to raise that money literally with like days to spare before we needed it as well oh which seems so crazy like I, if you told me before that's how we'd finish our build I never would have believed you wow there's so much this is what I mean like you guys have such an inspiring story it wasn't just you know we live in this beautiful flat or a house while we're building a house and everything is just perfect no you had a lockdown you got a mortgage coming you know uh, falling through you, got, uh, you had to find different ways you were learning about different strategies you never even heard before so yeah wow okay so now you raised the money well done so the build continued incredible yeah. <laughs> well done so how long did it take you to build it so the actual build process with boots on the ground was quite quick because we had a fairly big team um, and also because we lived on site we were on it like because we could then help out evenings weekends anything to help keep the project running we could take deliveries so the actual the site clearance we, ben and i started in just around, just before the first lockdown in March 2020. And our builders came onto site in September. It was like the 24th of September, 2020 is when they were on the ground, they started and they left us August, 2021. So it was actually considering the size of the build and not only did they do the house, they helped us finish our tiny house, which is our little holiday let as well. Um, it, it was quite a quick process, relatively so. But yeah, they they worked so hard <laughs> to get to wow. try and keep schedule. Amazing. I followed just the entire story. I remember when you literally just started. I even came to visit you. Yes. Yeah, you still had your cladding, uh, cladding uh, wood was yeah. in the barn being painted. And uh, yeah, it was a proper, proper building site when we came there. And um, uh, yeah, then I visited you again when you already had the house ready. And it just felt like you built it overnight. Like it was so fat. Like you guys, you you smashed it. <laughs> it Aww. wasn't. It really like you know what I mean. I mean, it's like we we yeah. we we're following the journey and seeing the process in real life. Like with my own eyes, it was like yeah. wow, absolutely incredible. And um um right. So 
you so you're building the house you studying along as well as you have your full-time job and all that so um so you've been learning about the creative strategies so is that where you got uh, obviously as you said the idea of raising the funds now um what about your uh so when, as you're learning about the creative strategies is that where you learn about holiday lets and uh, service accommodation etc because i know that you do that as well yeah. yeah so how did you end up with your tiny house tell us about tiny oh, house the tiny house <laughs> Oh, so gorgeous. thank you oh it's so different to when you came and saw it in the I think it was the January 2021 and it just looked oh, was it January or was it I can't remember it was like the beginning time of 2021 and it looked awful it was just a ruined shell at that time yeah again it's something I've always had in my mind like I like hospitality I really enjoy giving people experiences so for example whenever friends come and visit we live in quite a rural location and there's loads of outdoor activities to do I always really enjoy like planning the full weekend making sure they have a great time and just giving them a good experience at the local area and so I'd always had that urge that I wanted to create something where people could come you know mainly from larger cities and come and experience rural life but in a nice way so not in a tent but sort of yeah um <laughs> And then actually my husband, Ben, he found this tiny house on Facebook Marketplace. And this is, he is a total risk adverse individual, apart from when it comes to mountain climbing, because that's his risky side. Mm -hmm. And he saw this on Facebook and just said, this is great. We could buy this. And I was thinking at the time it looked, it was like half finished. It just looked a state. And I was thinking, like, okay. who are you? Like, what did you do with my husband? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure this is the best investment right now, but maybe. Yeah, especially you're in the middle of build or like you're doing your build. Um, finances and everything is obviously very tight and all that. You're living in the caravan. So, yeah, that was a this is what I mean. Your story, guys, is incredible. So, yeah, more, more, more. Tell me more. Yeah, so, so actually, we ended up buying this caravan January 2020. So, we were already in like the planning process with the build and going through quite a lot of the legal paperwork. And we knew we were going to move on to site in the June times. So we had a little bit of time. We went to go and see this thing on Facebook marketplace and we, it had all, by the time we got there, it had already sold and we ended up paying more for it than what it was <gasps> listed. I just don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> so that happened. And then we're like, right, it's in a lockup down in Cornwall. So we'll leave it there for a couple of months, figure out what we're going to do with it, how we're going to get it home. Then COVID hits and the, every, you can't travel and this thing is locked up. It stays there until partway through the summer. I think it must have been, I'm trying to remember now, like July, August time of that year. We try and go and we've got a friend with a tractor. He tries to go and pick it up and tow it back. The whole chassis, it's on a trailer, like a proper tiny house on a trailer, is totally seized up. It won't move at all. The whole thing is a disaster. Yet we try to then put it onto a big trailer but it's so tall, we have to chainsaw three foot off the top of it oh to get it God. out. Yeah, it's, it was under this bridges where it was in Cornwall. Oh, my God. Oh, if anybody yes, wants, of course. Yeah, if anybody wants to see the photos of this, it's just ridiculous. By the time it gets home, it is... We, we literally should have just built something from scratch. <laughs> but you know when you've invested too much in something, you're like, right, 
we've got to make the best of it now (laughs) and you did you did um as we're talking about it now just can you say quickly what's the name of your uh like how can they find it on instagram so they can come to you directly if you see it tiny house devon there you really go. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for those who are listening, guys, honestly, go, go, go straight away. Go and have a look and book yourself a beautiful holiday in the middle oh, of nowhere. Yeah. Beautiful Devon. <laughs> so anyway, so now, yes, yeah, so that's just so they can go and have a look at your tiny house. So, okay. So you, you manage somehow magically get it to yours. Now it is in yours and needs, it needs work as you are doing the build and yeah. you still have your jobs. <laughs> yeah we love a challenge yeah <laughs> challenge <laughs> so how did it so like how long did it take you until you are you had it all up and running for the guests oh just under a year that sounds so bad but I say it out loud now when I think about it but no, because the priority was the house so yeah like in the evenings for example we would go and tidy up the site um, and just help do anything that the builders, well, Ben did quite a lot, for example, for the insulation work in the build. So he'd be doing that in the evenings and weekends. So whenever we had some spare time, Ben and his dad and any friends that were able to come and visit us, bless them, would help just start working on the tiny house and start putting the joists back in for the roof. Oh, that took a long time. Yeah. So it took it took a while. So I think probably like nine or ten months just to tick along with the work for it, get it into position of where it was going. And then all the final work was done sort of May time last year. And then it went live in the June. Oh, I remember you. Uh, you, you also have a uh, hot tub outside, yeah. but it's is, is that the uh, w- w- um, what it's called when you heated up yourself with the fire? That's how it is, isn't it? You're heating up the water with your fire? Yeah, so it's a wood-fired yeah. hot tub. Wood-fired hot tub, there you go. It's just, it's so much nicer. Personally, where we are, it's much better than an electric one. Oh, it's, it's just really it's... natural, smells good, and you're generally not in a rush because we specialise in um, the the tiny houses just for couples that want to come and waste. So it's like no children. You can bring a dog, but no children. <laughs> really quiet, and it's just nice to take some time heating it up and then relaxing it and not be in a rush that's amazing yeah oh it's beautiful and you also have an even smaller house than that or actually no it's the same similar size for your chickens you've got the most cutest chicken house ever oh Oh. my goodness so yeah now uh, as you don't have enough things to do you got yourself another project and it is to have a a beautiful chicken house and another little um animals to look after so how did that happen Uh, so so the chickens we're a really big fan of dick strawbridge i'm not sure we've seen escape to the chateau with dick and angel oh Oh, yes 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 Yes. okay we're a big fan of his and we've got his book on sustainability we were literally it was in lockdown remember sitting in the caravan reading through it it was like oh look these are the best type of chickens he recommends these are like really good egg layers I was thinking, I just, I'm there straight away on Google. Oh, there's somebody just 10 minutes away. I call them up and say, I, oh, I've only, I've got six chicks left of that breed. I'm like, I will be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> it was just a total rushed, yeah, just totally and rushed. You, and you named them, yeah, and tell us what, who, who you named them after. Oh, so they're the Bond girls. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> James Bond girls. <laughs> so you got the Money Penny. Tell us, yeah, and that's the, 
we've got Mayday and Jinx, and the other three I can't distinguish. <laughs> amazing that's so fantastic absolutely love it love it love it oh Jen this is amazing like I love absolutely love your chicken story as well <laughs> so you have so as I said the you know it's part of your story obviously because you you guys as I said you both have a full-time jobs uh Ben is also working away uh a lot as well so he goes away so um, now you have your job, you've got your new hobby, which is obviously trying to turn into, not trying, sorry, I mean, I, when you start, yeah, you try to turn it into your new future, basically, and you work on it really, really hard. Then you start get some, getting some more animals to look after and building a tiny houses and all that. So, um, and, you, and you did it, and you did it in a relatively very, very short period of time, considering what sort of also what, what challenges you had, as we were saying, the lockdowns and and the mortgage issues and all these things due to COVID and all sorts of things happen. So well done, guys. Well done. And now you are living in your beautiful, beautiful house when you hosted me and Andy as well for barbecue. It was delicious. Um, it's a beautiful home. You got a fantastic little, like the setup with, um, oh, sorry, I got a little pop-up window. Yeah, you got a beautiful little setup when the guests arrive as well um, with the tiny house. You got a little... Um, it has a little fence so it has a, like a little its own little privacy um and then you've got your chicken house it's so what what, what what's the what's next <laughs> that is a good you question horses, sorry i forgot to mention your horse yes. captain and frankie. frankie yeah frankie aka beep head <laughs> <laughs> He's so cheeky yeah so i guess next my main focus to be honest um is to get out of my day job in procurement mm -hmm. because although yeah it's not my passion in all honesty so my main focus for the rest of the year is to get my membership group up and running and start providing lots of value to other people like me that want to self-build but have got no experience and the whole thing just seems really overwhelming so I want to try and provide as much value and useful content to that group and I'm also doing my new uh, freelance role as a project manager for the plot of 17 custom builds in wow. Devon. Which I'm, that just literally came out of a LinkedIn conversation with a local developer. He'd just been awarded a contract by a local council to deliver these 17 custom builds. He said, oh, I'm gonna need somebody to, to project manage it for me. And I was just thinking, I mean, I don't have that experience, but I would love it. So I'm but really excited. You about being that. you, you're gonna learn, you're gonna learn faster than people with experience. You're gonna deliver much better, you're gonna deliver amazing service, and you're gonna learn so much and you look and so fast as well. And I have no doubt. No, no. It's 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 a dream for me, like if I've got to work for someone else, for example, because I've really always had quite an entrepreneurial um I've always wanted to be entrepreneurial but for me if I've if I'm going to work for somebody else this is literally my dream role and I feel like I'm going to like you said I'm going to learn a lot and be able to share that back with my community as well yeah I'm really excited. academy yeah yeah it's going to go back really yeah I'm just really excited it's about it all, I feel so it happens for a reason isn't it it's even like you even been be, sort of building your a tiny house as well like even though you didn't do the you know the what you call this the foundations or whatever like 
not yeah. foundations because you actually have to do actually your foundations back there but you know what I mean like even though you didn't start it from the scratch you've done so much with it that even things like that it's like a mini tiny little build and it's like everything you've done everything you're doing it's all it all meant to be all meant to happen and I have no doubt that you'll be out of procurement in no time so your goal is to be full-time oh, no. full-time property by the end of the year yeah yeah, this is going to hold me accountable if I say this, because I've said yes. year on year I want to leave. But because of the build, I've ne- at the time, I needed to stay in a more secure role. So I'm going to say by Christmas Eve this year, oh, this is really nervous, but by Christmas Eve this year, I would love to stop my day job and be fully submerged in property. And That's- I have no doubt you will. I have no doubt. <laughs> Amazing. I'm going to quickly picturing it as well for you. Mm. Thank you. A bit of visualization. That would yeah. just that would help. I just, I what I visualized that. was you and Ben uh, um, cheering with a glass of champagne when you are like, I'm free. <laughs> I would just, yeah, I'd love to do that. I think it's because having a day job, I'm sure all other entrepreneurs, if you've got a, a sort of a business as well as balancing a day job, I feel as if, I just cannot 100% focus on property. Like I, I can't fully be in the moment with it because I know that I've also got the day job in the background. Because mm-hmm. how did you find it when you went from full-time to having your own business? How did you, did you have that planned or how did that well, happen for you? Well, the thing is for me was, uh, you know when people say that you never can wait for the perfect moment because uh, you'll never start. So um, my story is also linking a little bit to um, COVID as well, where COVID did, I basically lost my job because of COVID. The person who I work with couldn't afford uh, help anymore because obviously I was already, I already started um, in a, in a property industry. I did similar thing to you as well. I wanted to go full-time property. Uh, so I got myself a job which was paying nothing literally was paying nothing barely it it didn't even pay half of my bills at all um but I wanted to learn about property um and then when the COVID hit I couldn't be they couldn't afford me anymore to keep me on as well as a couple other people so I basically lost the job there then I got myself another job quick like very quickly just something in local uh, and I was lucky to get actual management job uh considering how many people were applying and so uh, but I'd lost that job as well when the second lockdown came so I was literally thrown and now and I'm and now I'm thinking I was like so I want to do holiday lets this is what I'm building and now we are in the COVID which no one is traveling and I lost the job twice I was like what uh but um I decided that I am not going to get scared and give up and I kind of was so as I said it wasn't like a nice smooth transition or anything like that I literally was like thrown and I was like right you gotta do something now and um um and then I got myself my first holiday let which it took me a while obviously be, being online presence just like you when you found your LinkedIn guy, LinkedIn guy uh, or when you were finding your uh, raising finances for your house similar thing for me I there's no chance I could get a loan or anything like that but because of who I was who I was becoming like people getting to me now online I found someone who was willing to invest in me and help me with my first rent to rent so I bought all the money found find first found someone who was willing to give me his flat as a rent to rent find someone who was willing to uh, lend me the money 
uh, which I still own. <laughs> and uh, because then the money were reinvested to another and another because my business now is growing. Um, just for those who think that I still have <laughs> learned from my first one, it's because the money are reinvested. Um, but yeah, it was... Um, it was, yeah, it was a bit more like a shock and it was not the way I planned at all. But uh, that's what COVID did to many people in many ways, in many different ways. So, um, yeah, so I was one of those stories that it was just a shock a little bit. And I was like, right, I need to do something now. And uh, and obviously me trying to convince people to get me, give me their properties uh, to run it as a holiday led when we are still in COVID also made me a bit nervous because, we didn't know what's going to happen. We didn't know if the if we're ever going to get out of COVID, if we're ever going to travel again, if we, you know, so I didn't know if it's a good decision. And obviously investing like £8,000 into a property where you don't even know if the, in the industry is going to continue or when we're going to go back to normal was still very risky, but I believed in myself. And, and I was like, right, no, this is what I want to do. And if Ada can do it, I, I can do it. So I did yeah. it. But yeah, it was a it was a shock. Sorry, is this what you asked? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if I, just... <laughs> yeah. I think I always find it really interesting listening to other entrepreneurs, especially those that have already made the jump into working on their business full time. I think I find it really inspiring. Yeah, yeah, me too. And it's like with the with the uh, with the job I had to start. Like I've decided that I when I had a. So I had a normal, like a different job, proper full-time job. When I decided I want to go full-time property, like I want to go to property. So what I've done is I find myself that job, similar to what you you had. So you had your full-time job and then you have your, you know, now this one where you're going to be learning about uh, more about property and what you want to do. So I did a similar thing where basically I got myself a job who was teaching me about holiday lets, but um was not paying anything and it was taking all my time literally i had to work seven days a week um nine from 9 a.m to 9 p.m minimum to be available for like it was like 20 something property so it's constantly people asking questions constantly going making sure that things are running smoothly and all that so it was taking my and like yeah it was it was absolutely crazy it wasn't the smoothest um uh, and then I and then I lost it. And then I was like, right, I learned a lot. Let me do this myself now. So, yeah, it was a bit crazy <laughs> as well. But it paid off. But then it paid off now, though. It yeah, was like, I am currently working on onboarding. Uh, so I started uh, officially last April. So just it's been just over a year. Well, May, to be fair. So it's just been just over a year. And I didn't really push uh, last winter for several reasons. Uh, and I am currently onboarding a property number six. Uh, tomorrow we're doing the photography. And um, we are currently working on the property number seven, which is doing is in is through is going through a refurb at the moment. And yesterday I received a phone call. A guy offered me a property, which I'm still thinking about on my terms but it's one of the most stunning properties you've ever seen with a sea view from both sides of the of the building in a beautiful victorian building made in a completely modern with a mar marble like marble uh, oh it's just beautiful and with a parking in timov and they offered to me as a rent to rent so hopefully fingers crossed soon i should call it hopefully i'm gonna have 10 uh, very soon so that's that's my next you're building the momentum this is the thing isn't it that's the secret is keep the momentum going momentum keep going yeah that's amazing congratulations on that thanks thank you but i just realized that we've i've been talking about myself so i'm sorry to take it off from you <laughs> but to be fair 
but to be fair, I'm just thinking actually for people who are listening to my show, uh, but they don't really follow me, because um, I do obviously that I do get that sometimes that I actually people don't know that much about like my business as such because I'm interviewing others. So even though I stole a little bit of your time, um, then at least listeners know about a bit more about me. So <laughs> You know what we should do? We should do a, a podcast and I'll interview you for your podcast. Oh, wow, let's do that. Know you. We'll do it, we'll do it in person with a gin and tonic. There we go. I'm, I'm yeah. so in. An alcoholic one when I'm over with my children. Definitely. <laughs> um, so that's a great idea. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, my lovely. Well, go. let's go back to you now. So um, tell us a bit more now, if you want, uh, about the Academy for those who would be interested, for those who are listening and they'll be like, you know what, I need to know more. Like, I would love to know more about that. So tell us a bit more about that. Okay, well, it all started because I, at the time, my mentor was Andy Thomas, the wonderful Andy Thomas, and he had said to me, you should consider this being, you should consider creating um, a membership to help other self-builders to like show what you've been through and teach them. This is quite a while ago now, and I, I created a Facebook group, I sat on the idea, and I just had massive imposter syndrome like 90% of us probably do. I just thought, why me? I've only done one. Like, what can I help people with? I don't have the experience. I'm not a builder. Um, and I've been fighting that for a really long time. And then eventually this year, I went to an event that Nick James hosts called Expert Empires. And I went there and I listened to one of the speakers who specializes in marketing for membership groups. Mm -hmm. And I just, and I, I pulled him up at the bar after, like we had a few drinks and I got chatting about my idea and the concept. And I know he's a good salesman, but he's obviously very good at his job anyway. And he just, he explained how it could work and why it could work and about the gap in the market. And I thought, Do you know what? I really want to help other people. Like the process is so complicated. It's very stressful. And a lot of people say to me, oh, I'd love to build my own house, but I don't know where to start. And so that's sort of a very rough background on why I started the group. And my plan is, so I'm launching a membership end of August. I've committed to the date, the 30th of August. There'll be some material going out on this. And the group, the membership group is all about educating aspiring self-builders in the UK. So people who don't have a clue. And we're going to start from the basics. Like, how do you even find land? How do you even get planning permission? How do you fund it? We're going to go right back to all the basics and take people through. And not only that, in the group, we've got some professionals. So we've got a self-build mortgage broker who is dedicated to that group. We've got a, a quite well-known, but I haven't released the name yet, a planning consultant involved. And I'm looking at the minute for an architect and a renewable energy consultant to come on board. Wow. And they'll be, they'll be taking part in like weekly Q&As and they'll be our preferred um, individuals for group members to go to and get support. And I'm going to be releasing video content. So either I'm going to be brave enough and do it myself um, or I'm going to bring on experts to come and talk about specific topics. Wow. Yeah. How exciting. That's amazing. Well, if I will be building my own house, I want to in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on the gen law. So usually I say at the end, as uh, you know, where to find, you know, where to find, um, I ask the guests to tell 
the listeners where to find you. Yeah. But as we are on this topic, for those who would be interested, uh, how do they find, how people found you? How, how do they? Uh, well, who, what, how, my goodness, I can't find my words. There's words in Alex. <laughs> On Instagram, LinkedIn, and all that. Uh, what, do they, what do they need to type? What are you there? <laughs> okay, so Facebook. So on all the platforms, I'm Jennifer Jane Law. But on Facebook, for the self, the Self-Build Academy, you can just type it in. There's a free group. Come in, come and ask all your daft questions that you're going to feel embarrassed about and asking in the bigger groups or whatever. Just come in and ask your questions. It's a really lovely group and I'm very strict about monitoring it, which is the beauty of having your own group. So anybody that's rude gets kicked out. <laughs> we don't take <laughs> no spammers, no rude people. No. Um, so you can follow me on Facebook. I love Instagram, but my Instagram is full of horse and dog pictures and videos. I'm just letting you know there's something <laughs> in there. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I don't use it a lot, but I'm on it. And that says Jennifer Jane Law. So you can contact me on any of those platforms if you just want to chat about self-builds or raising investor funds or horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, you have so much to offer like honestly people should follow you for those who don't they really really should follow you oh, um yeah i am so proud to be your friend <laughs> that's amazing well my lovely um now as we are getting slowly toward the end uh, i always ask my guests uh from your journey what would be your top three tips for the listeners top three tips Hmm, okay. My top tip, number one, would be be very careful who you surround yourself with and who you share your dreams with. Nice. You need to make sure that you are sharing your dreams and visions and goals with people that are going to support you and are ideally on the same path or ahead of you in your journey that's really important that's a good one yeah I just think sometimes um you know sometimes maybe you might talk to some family about your dreams and your property business or what you want to achieve this year and they may come back with perhaps some um, negative comments or comments that make you feel as if maybe you know it's not possible and you can't do it and that's mainly because they're probably just trying to protect you they love you they don't want to see you get hurt or lose any money or that you know they don't understand if they've not been through it themselves so I would just make sure you surround yourself with the right individuals that inspire you and motivate you and that's what personally I love about the property community don't know if I've just been very lucky but I mean I found wonderful friends like Legs for example who just help you believe that it's possible you know they're there like they're there with you on a similar path so yeah sorry tip number one love it make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right individuals Beautiful. tip number two yeah Aww. tip number two would be it's like we were just talking about sorry just quickly we were just talking before we started recording about that i um uh, like i barely blush and now i'm like more <laughs> That's an achievement. I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that was sweet. <laughs> no, that's Same. wonderful. Love that tip. Uh, tip number two. Tip number two would be, and I'm going through, I'm working through this myself with my mindset, but dream big, 
and break down the steps of how you're going to get to that goal into very small chunks that you can achieve. Because if somebody else has already achieved what you want to do, you can do it. Anybody can do it. So just break it down. And I, I'm, I'm really guilty of this, just feeling overwhelmed by the goals or whatever it might be. And actually take a step back and break it right down into something really small and achievable, even if it's just on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, whatever. Break the goals down. Stop looking at the elephant. She's a little piece of the elephant. <laughs> That's a great tip. Absolutely great tip. Love that as well. Because I didn't like nothing is then that overwhelming. You know, you, you make yourself a dream and you're like, how the hell do I'm gonna get there? Well, let's break it down. Great tip, love it. And number three? Number three. Now, so many people tell me they hate doing this and they don't want to do it, they don't see the value in it, but I'm telling you, it's one of the it is one of the most important things you must do in property, in any business, actually, is networking because. You just don't know who you're going to meet. You could be have a really awful week. You've got no deals on the table, no investors. You go to a networking event. It happened to me at Expert Empires. I sat down chatting with somebody there, talking about property, and the guy's got 150K he wants to invest, hands off. Hmm. Hands free. These things happen. This is yeah. just recently, and deals come about. Um, literally, another a local developer said, oh, I've actually got this property coming up that it doesn't suit me because of the location. Would it work for you? I'm like, yes. We're in the Amazing. process of a minute of analyzing the deal. So these things, you just never know where it might go. So yeah. get yourself out there, whether it's virtual or take the opportunity face to face, commit to once a month, go to a networking event. And this is like tip 3.A, <laughs> go to events that are not just property, business, networking events, anything any other type of events where entrepreneurs are going to be that's what i recommend lovely that's beautiful. very uh, passionate about that very much yeah i even mentioned it in your introduction as well that you just you are fantastic at networking and you understand the power of it as well um so yeah that's amazing that's how you you know you by just doing networking and education you got all this um like i like you know when 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 the mortgage fall through you get someone gave you an idea it's like why raise your own finance and all that and it's like it's all yeah. networking learning isn't it and i i met my first investor through networking as well so it's like was building the online presence and uh and then suddenly by going networking and all that da -da, and then that the person started following me watching the journey and then it's like you know what she's worth investing so yeah do it do it do it i love your love your tips <laughs> Thank you. and also if you're nervous about networking my recommendation or you're you're not sure on the etiquette or how to interact in a room and you're one of those people that's just always there in the corner with your drink you never know how to start a conversation i recommend going to uh, there's a large training company up in Peterborough that does property training and they have an event called multiple streams of property income and there's other events available but what they're very good at is getting people to getting everybody in the room to talk to everybody and not to stay in your group if you've gone with other people to actually talk to everyone else in the room it's a really good way of just physically forcing yourself out of your comfort zone i'm sure there's other ones you can go to but try and get to some of those bigger events where you're encouraged to network like speed dating almost but networking it will really help amazing and 
uh, because it's it's about the uh, multiple uh, um, what what it's called um, uh, multiple streams of property income. Yes, multi yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, it's also to learn more about how, what the other ways of making money through property. Because before I went that for that event, I thought it's like buy to let, really. And classically, to get a mortgage, you know, that you get a buy to let. Then you go there and it just blows your mind. It's like, what? There's so yeah. many other things, so many other things you can it's do. It's really intensive, but I recommend going. Um, and it's, it's it's over three days. It's quite a trek for people like us as well that are down in Devon, but it's totally worth it to just sort of help snowball you into property, get to build a little bit of a network. It's a really good starting point. And you've got a local property event as well now, haven't you? It's Torbay Property Meet. Uh, that ended actually. Oh, yeah, sorry. that one is, no, 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 no. I mean, that is that, I think uh, like after the COVID, uh, because obviously like I uh, yeah I don't know what I mean what was the reason I think the person who was actually doing it they went for a different venture now oh, okay. so, but the you know the event which actually Lucy you mentioned Lucy and Steph Ingrams they it's, were yeah. Supposed, yeah so uh what's his name Horsey. Really it's a brilliant event yeah um, yeah so he what's the, what's the his first name Mr. Horsey. Tony Tony yeah. yeah Tony actually told me that he spoke to the people who used to run Torbay Property Meet and say, look, as you're not doing it anymore, do you mind if I take over in the area? He was like, no, nope, we're stepping away. So it's actually like, it's just a new event here. So yeah, Torbay I, not... I like that. Yeah. I went to the one last time and the best thing about it was it was really relaxed. It was a real mix of different types of individuals and it was just chatting at a bar. You weren't, there was a, a presentation in there, but it wasn't hours of sitting looking at slideshows which personally for me just yeah. I don't want to do that I want to chat and network so yeah, yeah that's a great event to do it is yeah it is I, I've been once as well and the other two times I couldn't is because personal circumstances like my boyfriend in hospital and little things like that <laughs> so yeah but yeah I um I really want to go I, I want to go more for that one as well but you just never know who you're gonna meet like uh, I just want to add to your Think about the networking. Um, uh, I we have another uh, networking event here, which also I don't go as often as I want to. Um, but just from the first time I went, I found someone who is now offering me the beautiful rent-to-rent -rent property I told you about. I'm working with him on the property which he's currently refurbing, and I'm doing the interior design on it, and then I'm going to be managing it for him. Um, and it's all coming from networking. So. Yeah, for those who are listening, your points were very, very good. The top tips and it's like networking is the key. Honestly, it is the key. So yeah, wonderful, amazing. And even that's how you and I met, really, because it's like because it was networking, yeah. isn't it? So you work, you work with your mentor, and I was his friend back then. Which we basically just met, like right, you're in the area, yeah, you know, we we followed each other. Yeah, little breakfast. Yeah, avocado and eggs on toast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your breakfast meetup that was brilliant that was brilliant absolutely amazing that actually reminds me that maybe I should ask Andy to come on the show again <laughs> yeah definitely he's got so much value to give people would love that yeah oh absolutely yeah definitely and he makes me smile all the time so <laughs> right there lovely now uh there's one question I always ask my guests as well is to um recommendation for a book so could you please give us a, I know you love books, if it's an audio version or like a normal physical book. Um, so you probably, it's probably going to be very hard to pick one. So feel free to give a few tips if you want. Okay. My 
favorite which I need to re-listen or reread because I always find when you re-listen to something you pick up different points in the book Just like my favorite, yeah my favorite would be a book by an ex-FBI high stakes negotiator a guy called Chris Voss yeah and it's mm. called never split the difference about negotiation it is a must for everybody no matter what you do writing it down I, I watched his um master class uh but I didn't and you told me about this book but I haven't done it yet so yeah. uh, never split the difference very good book really yeah. enjoyed yeah. that one any more oh um the, what about the the one from um Matthew I mean, oh yeah okay hang on wait let me just check on my audible actually two seconds about because there's another one that came to mind um oh okay i'm a big fan and this is thanks to andy actually for of daniel Priestley, and he's got two very good books one's called oversubscribed and one's called key person of influence i read that they one are, recently good book very Such a good, good. Book. yeah again i want to re-listen to them but they're really good to help you um help you to position yourself as an expert in whatever it is you're doing whatever your business so yeah very good books really well written absolutely it gives you so many ideas as well on how to present yourself and how to treat people in a business or when you go for meetings or things like that like uh yeah it's it's just amazing it's absolutely amazing love it love it i recently gave this book to someone as a as a present as well so and and i learned that in his book he said that sometimes when you go and meet uh, meet someone uh, like you wanted to meet for a while or something like that, bring something with you, like a book, for example. So I got his book and gave it to a person I went to meet. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> yes, I was like, I actually did the trick he taught me with his own book when he taught me that trick. <laughs> I like it. That's actually how I got a physical copy of Key Person of Influence because all the others I've got on Audible. But when I went to Expert Empires, he gave a physical copy to everybody that was there. There we go. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Andy, Andy is a big fan of him. He actually in the last time I was at his um he joined his webinar as well. Uh he was on the webinar with him as well. So yeah, he's a big fan. I need to I need to I need to uh get more, more uh, looking more into his work because I'm kind of like yeah. a beginner <laughs> with Daniel Priestley. All right, my lovely. Well. Um, yeah, there's a one more question. One more question. When, uh, when you not studying, working, uh, building houses or networking or looking after your animals or million other things you do, and when you put a TV on, what would you recommend someone to watch? It doesn't need to be educational. You can just recommend something you would like watching in your free time, or it can be educational. What would you recommend? What would you say? Like, you know oh, what? No. One this is going to be really embarrassing. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it already. <laughs> um, when I watch TV, I just like, I quite like a series of something that my brain doesn't need to think about. It's like half an hour, whatever, and I can go to sleep. So please don't judge me. But my current favourite thing is a TV show called Below Deck, which is a document. It's awful. It's like a real <laughs> documentary following um, uh, super yachts, like or specifically a super yacht per season and following the staff 
that work wow. on the studio whilst they deal with the, the charter guests. It's very dramatic. There's a lot of like wow behavior that goes on, but it's really funny. Uh, but I bet you also learn because if it is a yachting, it's also a type of hospitality. Um, yes. Yeah, because <laughs> I I like I watched before a similar not that sort of program. Uh, I mean, but it was also about uh, hospitality on the boats, basically. And even though I don't have a boat, and you know, and it was just one of those that I was watching it because this is actually what I've learned. You just never know what you learn and where. And actually, that was in that show about boats, uh, where I've learned this, the, the, the thing which I'm so strict about about my holiday list, and that is to have a very, very, very good quality of um, bed sheets and very soft bed sheets. And it was them, they were saying that no matter what you do, how beautiful your property is and all that, you'll get the feeling what they have when they go to bed and the feeling how they are when they wake up, if it's not soft, if it's not nice, that is ruining their beautiful uh, experience. And so you yeah. just never know what you're gonna learn even in the boat show. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point. I do that as well. So I've, cause I've got the tiny house, but I've also got a, um, it's a bit random, but I've got a caravan that I manage for someone else and rent to SA and the quality of the sheets. Like I, if you think about it, when you go to a hotel, well, you can just tell when they're quality sheets, it's such a nice feeling that, yeah, it's a really yeah. valid point. Absolutely. I have a, I have a, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, a rule. Mine have to be hundred percent Egyptian cotton and minimum 400 beds, minimum 200 is not enough. It's like, and even, even last, it lasts longer as well. And it's so much softer and yeah. And since I'm doing that, I can't have different sheets in my house. Like I bought a sheet the other day, um, because it was a beautiful design. It literally was going well with my current style and it was going so well with my, um, like with the colors of my room. It was one of those jungly style, you know, dark yeah. green and some animals it was beautiful. And it says that it's a hundred percent cotton bought it uh washed it as i do obviously straight away with a softener i will i got to bed and i'm like this is not nice i was like maybe i need to like give it another go i stopped using it after like three nights because i actually even couldn't sleep and i was like i, I maybe i'm turning into a snob but the thing is that it's a it makes huge difference and it actually made me realize how the, the good decision I'm doing for my for my business is to have that strict rule because I if I can feel the difference at home imagine people on a holiday so I was like yeah definitely like even at home like never under 400 threads <laughs> yeah so yeah that's a, that's a rule now right my lovely so we've shared your wonderful part of your wonderful story there's so much more we could be here for hours you share you already told us where to found you got your recommendations etc is there anything else you would like to add before we sign off? I just, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I just want everybody that is looking to start a property business, no, where, no matter where you are, no matter what happens, do not give up. Do not give up. Just keep going. You might be feeling like you're hitting a brick wall every week, but you will get lucky. The only reason people get lucky is because they don't stop. That's it. So just, just keep going, have a, have a little shred of self-belief, get some good friends around you who are gonna support you and just keep chipping away. Amazing, I love that, absolutely love that. Uh, very good, final little tip from Jen. <laughs> Big one, I mean, not little. <laughs> Jen, 
I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. You've shared amazing value with the listeners. Your story, as I said, is incredibly inspiring. And I'm so, I'm very proud to be your friend and um, really, really glad you came on the show. And I can't wait for all our future adventures together. And I can't wait to see how, where, where your journey is going to take you. I'll be there with you every step of the way. <laughs> well, our next trip will be to see Chase and Status live, hopefully. Yeah, let's do some raving. <laughs> Amazing. Right, my lovely. Thank you so much again. And um, I'm wishing you all the success in the world and a beautiful rest of the evening. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Lex. It's been a massive pleasure. Thank you for asking me on. Bye. Mwah, mwah. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.